You remember how ringtones were a thing? Well, yeah. That, you remember how was, how it was easy to like put like any kind of ringtone you wanted back in the day, and then uh, these companies made a killing selling little ringtone clips and shit. Yeah, like it was first. It was like the beeps. You know, you get the beeps that sound like the songs. Yeah, like they were like they were like MIDI songs. Yeah, and little then you clips. Got, then you got the little clips of the actual song itself when phones got better. I know, and then you were able to actually like import a freaking like sound uh, you, file onto yeah, it. Yeah, you could put your own song on there, dude. Like it was to the point where I had one of Dimebag Daryl's solos in my ringtone, and like specifically starting at a certain point of the song, and uh, it was great. But now, like, no one has any cool ringtones anymore. It's all like you know phone sounds and shit. <laughs> yeah, because like at this point, you know, everybody keeps theirs on silent. I think just as like a general thing. How crazy is that, right? And then, how, like, and then we, no one calls anyone anymore. I like, know. Not really. How crazy is that? They're like, we used to obsess over ringtones and we used to change our ringtones on a consistent basis and rack up um, a mean little phone bill just because you want to buy other ringtones, right? Yeah. And and now it's like, that's a thing of the past. Nobody gives a shit about ringtones anymore. And that's kind of wild, man. Damn, dude. You know what's wild? Today, uh, they uh, released a trailer for the movie called Spiral. Oh, right. So, uh, I remember we talked about it in our preview, Yeah, like, it didn't have a title yet, and we knew nothing about it. We knew nothing about it, and Mm -hmm. I, it was like, what, Chris Rock involved with Saw? Mm -hmm. Um, It it seemed very surreal, and I was like, this is the first time I have ever seen this. And all of a sudden today, um, we see a trailer. It's a real thing now, right? Yeah. Dude, it's a fucking movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, they kept it so under wraps, which which is, you know what, which is awesome. In this day and age, like, with the way shit leaks out. Um, it's pretty cool that we had no clue how it, this was going to kind of play out and unfold and who was involved. Um, uh, besides what we knew, it was uh, written by Chris Rock and it had uh, Sam Jackson in it, right? So it's, uh, it's in the Saw universe um, and they the subtitle is uh, The Book of Saw. Yeah, right? from from the book of yeah. saw, spiral I mean, from the book of saw, which which was it's cute, you know. Yeah, it's it's fine, honestly, you know, because the other ones were like, you know, they were just the saw and a number. They were and, saw, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, um, like, so I, I don't mind it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's cool. Um, it looks interesting. It looks unique. I dig it. I definitely dig it. Like mm-hmm. it's in the same universe as as saw, but it it looks like. Uh, it, Chris Rock found a fresh take on the idea. Yeah, um, it, it looks like on. he's yeah, like he's a detective scoping out the the killer, which yeah. is you know uh, behind the curtain. That's an idea Arturo and I wanted to play with, and you know now seeing it in this movie, I'm like, damn it! <laughs> Don't worry about it, buddy. We'll, <laughs> but we'll no, keep no. chugging along. 
but no, it like we say all the time, it, there are certain movies that like it it seemed like a definite idea someone had and then they just had to do it. So I'm hoping like I get that vibe with this. You know, I'm I'm getting the vibe that Chris Rock had this idea for a Saw movie and is like, let's do it. And uh the director, I think he did like two, three, and four, I wanna say. And also Repo the Genetic Opera. That you ever cool. seen it? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, like it's that's not it. a bad movie. So like and Saw Two and Three aren't that bad. Four is a little wonky, five is when it saves itself, and then six is pretty good. And then, you know, it just kept going. <laughs> it's all saw to me. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, like it's, saw. It's one big saw, saw <laughs> entire film, pretty much. Yeah, like. With different time lapses. <laughs> yeah, dude. They're, you know, when you watch them all back to back, you know, then you get like the, the things between each film where it's like you always get one big montage at the end. Is there a certain. Um, uh, order one should watch them in that's not you know wo- um in sequence no uh there's a yeah like y- you mean like a chronological order yes yeah there is but uh a couple of the movies uh are concurrent to one another okay so like but you know for example you would you would actually watch the last one jigsaw yes. first but also you need to watch it last yeah, because things don't make sense then, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, because yeah, I haven't cause seen it, it, but I'm assuming like it shit doesn't add up, right? Yeah, because in the last one, uh, I, I I guess uh, kind of spoilers. Uh, I guess just let me just put that out there. So it's you you eventually find out it's a flashback, of course. Yeah, so like the big reveal is that it's actually this stuff that's all we've been watching has already happened. And yeah, then it sounds about right. It sounds very saw like. Yeah, and then there's a plot that we're watching that's re- you know, it's like we're watching one in the present, but then it's also it it makes it look like the one in the present's interacting with the one with the past. But like when the when the it's a detective or I, I forget like the it's actual. a spiral, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, it, it is all about the traps and all that stuff. But OK, th- there's, there's general like there's genuinely a strong little storyline. And that's that's where I'm like, it's not always strong. It's not always the best. And it's kind of like you, you kind of have to accept some things with the franchise. It's like eight movies strong. Of course. But it, it it's. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's like I I commend it for just keeping one long series, like one long canon. You know, it's always impressive. Like yeah, it, yeah. You know what? Yeah, we were talking about that before, right? Where yes, um, uh, you know, certain movie franchises kind of die. You know, right? Um, because the idea just falls entirely flat. But Saw definitely has found ways, um, to make shit interesting, and it's fun because you know, you know. I know when I watch Saw movies, I want to know what kind of death game they got going this time around, what kind of cool fucking death traps they got, you know, how is uh, so-and-so going to get killed, and how is this person going to get killed, and, you know, that's honestly why we watch these movies, because it's fucking entertainment. Yeah, it's, they're death games, and, like, uh, just like with any, you know, just like with any sequel, there are some ideas that are better than others, and some death games that are, like, laid out better than others, but, you know, we still get them. And, like, it's still a unique thing, and I'm hoping that Chris Rock had, like, some ideas for some death games that he wanted to play out, you know? So, 
It, I, it's got Samuel L. Jackson in it, and that's not exactly like a big stamp of approval anymore, you know, because he, he... No, but, you know... He, he does do everything, but he also... But listen, he, he it's does still Sam awesome, Jackson, though. Yeah. It's still Sam Jackson exactly. in a genre movie. Yes, you know, written exactly. by Chris Rock. So, you know, it's it's interesting just because of the credits. Exactly. You know? And that, yeah, exactly. Speaking of credits, welcome, folks, to the 22nd episode of uh, the official Corpse Feed podcast, The Morgue. Uh, with me, as always, is uh, Mr. Nick Valdez of comicbook.com. Howdy, Tex. Howdy, everybody. And I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind uh, that big, ugly face you see all the time. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, you know... We were just talking about uh, Saw, and, uh, you know, we hope uh, this new movie's cool. Uh, yeah. But let's get to um, another movie that uh, I thought was going to be cool. Gretel and Hansel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw this movie. I uh, almost uh, slept through it, to be honest with you. Wow. It was, it was boring, dude. It was it was boring. Um, how, how long is it? It's uh, that's the thing. It's not fucking long at all. It's just <laughs> wow. under ninety minutes, I believe. It's a, wow. I think it's an hour and twenty seven minutes or something like that. Wow! And it just seemed it was off from the get go. Honestly, um, I was a little bit. I couldn't wrap my head around it. I was talking to some uh, one of the followers online uh, who saw the movie, and I uh-huh. asked um, him. Uh, I asked him, you know, what he thought. And uh, he, he liked it, you know, which which is cool. That's fine. Um, but I told him I, I couldn't wrap my head around everything. Um, and uh, off the bat, you get uh, uh, Gretel. She is kind of going on a, like a job interview per se, right? Because okay. they're super poor, right? And uh, it's some old dude or something. It's, it's an old dude um, who kind of like is a skeezy kind of fucker. And oh, you know okay. it goes into a line of questioning, which is like very questionable. Like oh, it's it's one of those things where it's like setting the tone of the world. And yes, it's doing it like really icky. Like it, yeah, you, you, yeah. Ooh, Thank you. Okay. That's exactly what I've been trying to think of, like how to say it. But yes, exactly like that. Um, it's PG thirteen, by the way, so it can't get that crazy. So mm-hmm. he he pretty much asks her, "Is she um, is she still intact?" Which was very. You know, yeah, ooh, oh, yeah. So he's he's really creeping on her. Yeah. Okay. So um, she thought it was a job for cleaning, you know, and doing laundry and taking care of, you know, the home because he's an old guy. But obviously, he had other, you know, things in mind. And she, um, and after he he goes into that line of questioning, you know, the movie cuts off and goes um um into this her home setting with her mother um her father i think died or something like that Mm -hmm. um so her mother is telling her you know that you can't stay here you know there's nothing here for you and then she's telling her but listen like i tried to get this job but he he wanted like other things so the mom flips out right and gets an axe and like just kind of like slams it on the table um but and it goes like you gotta get out or i'm gonna cut you to pieces and then you know wow. so the mom kicks him out so i'm like all right i'm a little confused because i don't know what i should be expecting now right so right. It, okay it, yeah like off the bat you're like okay um is this gonna be one of those deeper kind of movies more like a psychological kind of thing right, right. um and then it goes into their in the woods in this wooded area 
um, where they give you some cool imagery, but it's all image. It's a doll, a doll filler, no killer. You know, it's fluff. Right. It's no su- it, it has no substance to it. Uh, there's a lot of good imagery, but you can't piece them together to kind of help the story along. Like there's uh, no, there's no like central reason to have like that visual imagery stuff. Like I mean, there could be a reason, right? Okay. But then it's not fully connected. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. um, it's it's not fully flushed out. I could say because like they show some cool like imagery of these witches, right? Like the, this this witch a silhouette, right? Okay. Which which it turns out to be the old lady they see, right? Which she was great. That that like her performance was fantastic. It was great. Okay, so that old lady that's in the trailer, right? Yes, okay. exactly. She was the best part of the movie. Um, so you see this like a silhouette like in the forest here and there, and then it kind of goes away and the colors, a lot of color changes, very like art house kind of thing. Um, They kind of want to be like an A24 movie um, without the actual A24 execution. You know what I mean? Mm, Um, Okay. Yeah. So it's like, it it felt like it wanted to be like higher concept than it was. Yes, exactly. Um, And they had an idea. And I got it for a little bit, but the execution was just so much about um, the actual visual than the actual story that mm. it became hard to kind of understand what was going on because okay. it was all like you know how a movie usually have uh, has scenes and sequences and certain things like that, right? But this movie was just all image after image after image without having the story wrapped around the image. You know, Ooh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, like, at one point, it was confusing because she was seeing this image of this witch silhouette in the forest over and over again, right? And I was like, okay, cool, you know, I get it because they want to do the witch thing, which was fine. But then, like, she took, um, they were so hungry, they tried uh, these mushrooms like uh, from the floor, which uh, it turned out to be magic mushrooms, right? So, they were mm-hmm. tripping out, and then she saw the image again, right? And I'm like, wait a minute, like, so you know. She was tripping, but then as she was seeing the same image, oh, and then okay. like, so it's like, is it fantastical? Is it? Yeah, like, this is a real thing. Is okay. it there? Because if she's tripping balls right now and she's seeing the same thing, can you kind of start explaining that? You know, because obviously there's witchcraft going on, right? But it's again, it's just images just flashing at you dude like and then there's a little bit of storytelling involved when it when they finally arrive at um at the cottage and shit uh there's yeah, some, that, that's the yeah. whole gretel or hansel and gretel story yeah that everybody knows exactly right? okay. that's that's the whole thing so this witch um it was cool in one scene it shows how she always got her feast right you know there was always a question how there was always a feast there right um and you know in the story she bakes you know children or whatever it is Mm -hmm. in her ovens to for the food and shit but in this one she turned like guts and like parts of animals and whatever it was in that bucket into the feast so Mm -hmm. like you know it, it was it had a cannibalistic thing going to it which is pretty dope. But again, it was like you got this awesome image, but then they don't finish connecting it to the, you know, to, to the point, you know. Um, and it was a shame. It was a shame. Um, but also one big thing that threw me off besides the beginning of the movie kind of kind of already started to lose me. Right. But then what, what lost me even more so was the fact that they decided to keep the accents, um, the American accent of the main actress. 
and then everyone around her had fucking accents. Like the old lady had, you know, this German kind of like you know old you know oh, so Deutschland like, accent. Like when right? you watch, like when you watch any of these like uh, colonial type movies or like colonial fantasy type shit, it's always like an oldie English, like slightly European accent, right? Well, no, not really like that, but the point is that the main actress spoke like an American, and everyone around her spoke either with that English accent you were talking about, right, or mm. this old witch with this, like, German, old Deutschland kind of accent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was weird, because I'm like, if your mom talks with an accent and your little brother talks with an accent, why are you speaking like an American? Um, it was very off-putting. And, right. and then I read this article recently that the guy was saying that he didn't want to set a time to it, right? Or a certain um, period to it. And he didn't care for that. And I was like, uh, why? (laughs) That's true. Why not? That throws off your whole setting. Why not? Because if you have them dressed like a fucking period piece, right? Why are they not talking like a fucking period piece? Right. You know, like, and you have a cottage that looks like it, it's been in a fairy tale and a dark fairy tale, right? But then you claim you don't want to put a time on it. Come, like, this explains why the movie is what it is. It, it's just like art, you know. It's just it's mm-hmm. like looking at a magazine. You flipping through the pictures, dude, right? And that's Ooh. it. Like, but a magazine, you know how a magazine has different articles? It was like that. It was like everything was different, cool, but, but nothing really was relating, you know? And it sucks because the image was, the imagery was cool. Um, at the end, pretty much what it all boiled down to was that, you know, Gretel was being groomed to be a witch, um, which was fucking cool. Like that, the end, the end was cool. Um, but to get to the end, you had to sit through all this unrelatable fluff that was like, okay, I get it. You can put a good thing together in terms of optics, but can I get some substance now? Cause I want to follow the story. Cause I want to be interested in these characters. Um, cause you already lost me with the fucking, you know, the accent stuff. Like you mentioned, like it, you know, it, it created a dissonance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's just, it clashed. There was a clash of styles and it threw me off completely because I expected a little more. Um, and then the trailer showed it off to be something around the lines of a, you know, a linear horror movie, you know, these kids in the woods, they meet a witch, whatever. And then they go into shit, you know, at the end, right. You know, like a simple little 90 minute horror movie, you, you eat popcorn, you know, you go home satisfied saying, Oh, it's a solid movie, you know? Um, but it was completely different. Um, I wasn't prepared, I think to, you know, to get, pounded by an art house movie right mm-hmm. um and that was really off-putting um and then it didn't make any sense on top of that so i don't recommend it i and wouldn't so a definite stay away from it right <laughs> yeah stay away from it i mean if you want to give it a world you know don't pay for it for sure um wait till it gets on tv or something um mm-hmm. it reminded me of the lords of salem you know how in the lords of salem uh, uh, it, if you've ever yes. seen the movie it's just a lot of art shit you know yeah. it's just a lot of like you know cool looking shit but like it's good th- uh it's good thumbnail you know like yeah shit, like, you know where uh, it, it's good with every picture you know there's a picture for all these cool scenes but nothing makes fucking sense yeah like in rob zombie's case it was like good music video shit 
Exactly. Like, it, was, it was definitely like if you played some like fucking metal over like over the imagery, you're like, yeah, this is some good shit. It's the kind of shit that you see on a TV in like a metal bar, you know? Yeah. Where okay. you don't have to hear it, but it just looks fucking cool while you're drinking, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, but this way, but that one was actually better. <laughs> Lord of the Sea was better. Than Gretel <laughs> like and in, in terms of like yeah, metal bar. Yeah. Fucking um, okay. But uh, <laughs> which brings me to the point that this movie tried to be like the witch in some sense where in the end Gretel, you know, becomes a witch, a movie that you can't even begin to compare this other Gretel and Hansa movie. Um, it's just in, ter- in terms of the whole, in terms of the package, right? Like, yeah. In terms it's, of like, you can't you compare. Know, Cause you you're laying this out for me. You're laying uh, you know, all this stuff in Gretel and Hansel. And it's, it exactly sounds like the Vivitch. Yes, yeah, the Vavitch. <laughs> um, which, by the way, um, came out in 2016, I believe. Yeah. And four years later, the shit is still fucking banging. It's still hitting, yeah. Damn. It, it, was, it was definitely one of the, the best of the 2010s. Uh, it didn't make our list, if I remember, but Anya uh, Taylor no. Joy did, right? She did. Uh, what happened? Oh, no, Anya Taylor Joy. No, because she wasn't nominated for anything this year. No, she wasn't in anything good this year. Yeah, we, but in terms of like the actresses of the decade, no, uh, Anya Taylor Joy did definitely. She was in uh, in Split, she was in Glass now. Mm -hmm. Um, she's in in New Mutants. She was that chick in that movie Morgan. You remember that alien, like Android, whatever? Yeah, um, dude, she's been fucking everything, which is great. Like, she's a good actress. I'm glad she's. She's doing well. Um, and this is where she kind of came up, you know? This oh, was her right. first big one, it was The Witch. Yeah. Um, so it, back to the package, uh, it's like old colonial stuff, right? It's it's dark fantasy. Yes. And then, and then, like you were saying, at the end, the main girl becomes a witch. Yeah, and exactly. Like, if, you, if you even compare them further, first thing right out of the gate is they make sure she has an accent, you know? Or it's yes. like, if everybody has an accent, she's having an accent. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and in terms of the witch, like everyone, the whole cast in the witch was fucking great. Yeah. Um, and that her father with that deep ass fucking voice. Oh, oh yeah. That like, oh, my like the, God, his voice is so deep. It's deep like, and hoarse and like English. I thought it was just in the movie theater kind of thing. Right. But then uh-huh. like seeing it again, like years later. It's like, damn, no, it's just a deep fucking voice, man. Yeah, like when he gets that little prayer monologue to himself where he's just yeah. like yelling in the night, like yelling and just putting dirt in his mouth and shit. I know. I'm like, ah, this is good. He's like, ye have sinned, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so um, in terms of The Witch, uh, it's, it definitely holds up, which is great. So the comparison that uh, we – we were just talking about how um, Gretel has a brother and there's a, a brother aspect as well in the witch. And then Gretel becomes a witch. And then um, there's a woods aspect as well. There's an old witch aspect as well. Um, so the movies have some similarities um, in, in terms of the witch, the story is that I think that her father was against the church and the way they were um doing things and not mm-hmm. you know following doctrine and you know the book and all this other religious stuff and then he called you know the village superior or the plantation superiors out he called them out and i guess they took him to trial and they banished him from the plantation right so he had to him and his family had to go out and kind of 
go out in the fucking crazy wilderness um, of this puritanical time and, you know, create a life for themselves and try and survive. Right. So that's definitely a big difference because there's a big family aspect um, and the deconstruction of a family um, in this movie entirely, which, you know, after seeing it a- a several times, you get deeper and deeper into, you know, the issues within the family itself. And when you can see how, um, like, you can, like, break shit down, cr- like, crazily, how the brother, you know, is a little weird when it comes to his sister, right? And then. Yeah, because he's going through puberty. Exactly. Yeah. And he's, and she's the only girl around, you know, of age, pretty much, where, you know, yeah. So yeah, he she's the only one one around where he could be like doing stupid boy shit. Exactly. But, uh, but um, um, and like, then there's the twins, mm-hmm. right? And then there's the fucking dad and the mom, and then the baby, and and then you have all these elements, and then you include the goats, and then the farm, and the setting around, and and the corn not growing properly. It's uh, it has this cool family aspect. Be um, after you get past the horror stuff, which you know, after seeing it uh, several times, you kind of you know see this family break down, and you yeah. follow their breakdown because of the choices they made and where they decided to kind of make their home. You know, yeah, it's it's the father dealing with like like his his sense of like. Um, like uh a failure right yeah his sense of impotence and failure and his sense of like you know like i fucked over my family with what i've done yeah because of his pride right that's why he was eating the dirt because he was so prideful he couldn't put his pride aside now they banished them off from the plantation and now he's you know he's trying to get back um into the good graces by kind of you know offering stuff and all that so he realizes that he fucked up you know, and he put his family in this situation, um, which he did, uh, which sucks. But then he didn't, he wasn't aware um, of of the fact that in these woods lived a fucking coven of witches. Yeah, like there was an actual like witch out there. You know, it, it's one of those like, it, it's a horror movie where, you know, we know the premise right away and we know that it's like an actual thing out there instead of which i'm glad it cuts to the chase in that part too dude right away yeah and we also get one of the things we we love about you know about horror movies if you're gonna kill kids you know kill kids you gotta do it right so let's um let's talk about two things first um actually it's about one thing before we get to the killing of that kid um (laughs) so how oh you know you know what it's all in one so we gotta talk about everything um so just the witch aspect itself like you get this like old fucking witch you know her fucking her you know her breasts are sagging down up to here she's hunched over she's fully naked by the way long wild hair super feral looking um and uh you know she goes out and she kidnaps his baby (laughs) (laughs) right so um uh uh what's her name uh a uh, Thomason, right? Uh, right, that's her name. Tom- yeah, it's like it's like Tom 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 Lynn. It's like Tom Cylind. <laughs> Thompson. Or, yeah, yeah, it's, but we know. Yeah, so yeah. Anya Taylor Joy's character. Anya Taylor Joy. <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, you know, she's playing peekaboo with the baby, and then all of a sudden, she closes her eyes, opens mm-hmm. them again. And the baby's gone. So this witch yeah. kidnaps a baby, and then what, what a what next? a good what a good moment too. Yeah, that's a good way to kind of get this tension going real quick, dude. Yeah, um, and that's the other thing too. Like 
it's comparing it again to Gretel and Hansel. It's like ninety minutes. And Dude, yes, it's the same length. That's yeah, why I, I, I was surprised again. I saw. I'm like, oh, it feels like there's a lot more in that movie than ninety. Yes, minutes. You yes. Know, it, because also, um, I have to say, um, just like in Evil Dead, the setting plays a big role yes. and a big factor in this movie. So it's so immense this wooded area, and just to where they are, just knowing that they're there by themselves is is enough that you're like it's a daunting kind of knowledge uh to have because there's this wooded area where they've been told to stay out of even by their plantation people right Mm -hmm. there's this thing where they can't go into the woods and shit um which is the same thing as we see in a lot of other awesome horror movies and they play off of that setting which is great um and then back to this baby thing so uh, being in that setting that they're out and she's playing by the woods and the baby gets kidnapped real quick by this fucking old witch and and the witch like what comes next you definitely don't expect to see um, especially when it, it is the first time you're gonna watch it um, you definitely uh, don't expect to see what happens next and the the witch um, legit starts cutting right you, you mm-hmm. see her pull and uh, c- kind of go down that way right mm-hmm. and uh, and then it it kind of cuts to a scene where you see her mashing something up and legit this this old lady witch is mashing this baby up to fucking pulp. Legit. You don't see her you're legit doing it, but you see her doing the action of it from behind. Yeah, and you see like the little bloody guts and little yes, pieces. Yes, yeah. on the side. You see it on you the see side. Little baby and it was pieces. effective. <laughs> you see, that's what, that's what we always say. Like, listen, like, like you don't have to show me all the, like, all the gore stuff, right? But if you do it right, you know, like you put a little bit of guts over here. You, you you have the actress do the action of this pounding thing, like to a point where you're like, "What is she doing?" And then when you realize what she's doing, you're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and then she bathes in the guts and the blood of this baby, um, and uh, like fucking flies on her broom. And that's the introduction we get to this witch. So you know it's not one of those psychological kind of monsters. You know, you know off the bat it's a fucking witch yeah. who just you know killed the baby and bathed in its blood. Yeah. Um, and that's fucking that's fantastic. And that that makes the the human side of the story like all the more interesting. You know, because it, it's it traps them all in one area. And so you, you know, you, you have these characters bounce off each other in this one area. So it's like you have the dad constantly confronting his failure. And then you have the, the rebellious daughter who's like calling yeah. him out on his bullshit. Yeah. And, you know, and then you have the, you know, the husband and wife who are like basically at, at like at wit's end with everything. Cause like she, she's distraught over losing her baby and he's like, get over it. And you're, but she's like, come on, you you did this to us, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's all stuff like that, and then you have like the twins who are just like the brat ass kids, you know, who are just growing up in like this terrible wasteland, but know, and, are and also instigating any- a lot of shit too. Yeah, they it's because they I guess they don't know any better, or they do, and they're just like acting out. Yeah, and this is their way of doing it, and it's just all like it, it's all like it puts them all in one pot. And just continues to stir it. But at the same time, it's all the more interesting because you know there's an actual threat out there. But they're too busy focused on each other's bullshit. Yeah. And another aspect, too, of the movie is uh, there's this goat uh, called oh, Black yeah. Phillip. The goat. That yeah. that legit is, like, you know, possessed, right? It's Right? 
Yeah, like, uh, that's the other thing. Where or it's, like, it, it, it's possessed Jace being that it's in control of the Dark Lord, you know? Yeah, it, it's one of those things where it, a goat could, like, until the reveal at the end, like, I honestly didn't pay much attention to it. I thought yeah. it was just another part of the setting. You know, yeah, me like, too. It, yeah, because you, like you said, it's like the Evil Dead cabin, right? It's, exactly. It's establishing this area, and I thought just having like an ominous black goat, you know, it was just part of the whole thing. Yeah, it was part of just kind of like you know the whole kind of joke about the whole thing, you know. Yeah, the whole vibe, like yeah. it's just setting up the the horror vibe. Like, oh look, you, you know, black goat kind of shit, blah blah blah. But then yeah. you know, you find out that there's this goat plays, you know, a, um, role. a, a role in everything, <laughs> legit. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and then it makes the reveal even better, and then like so, I I guess it, at this point, if you're if they're still listening, uh, about Gretel and Hansel, like I want to know. So you said it, it, she wants to turn into a witch, like so well, no, like it's like she's being secretly groomed to be the next witch because the old lady's kind of old now, uh-huh. so she wants to pass on or like she had a daughter, um, but then the daughter, uh. It was. Uh, it gets complicated. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so how does how like does she become the witch like at the end? Yeah. Yeah, she does. Like she, okay, she actually so, like the, the witch in the movie has this cool trait where the tips of her fingers are black. So you see that happening to Gretel at the end of the movie. Uh, uh see, it's like so like compare that to the witch, the the witch. No, where, the witch like, legit fucking. Um, where it's like uh, you get the full confirmation of everything. You get yes, her. The, you, you get the goat making this pact with her. Right? Yes, the, you get the goat kind of just signaling her to come to this little shed, mm-hmm. um, where she summons him to kind of communicate with her, and then all of a sudden, you know, you know, Satan himself kind of shows up. You don't see it. They do a good job of of uh, kind of hiding this black figure, which you see behind her, and and just. Uh, kind of getting her to you know s- sign her soul over pretty much and yeah which you know so like and it's good like uh you, she you because in Gretel and Hansel it, it, I guess it, her fingers just turn black but in this one you know then she's like straight up flying into the sky and there's yeah. no ifs ands or buts about it no she, and uh it's uh it's pretty great how that scene in the shed where she's kind of signing her soul over uh right. that like if you look closely, if you pay attention to the movie, there's it's very dark in that shed and it's lit by a candle. So, like, in the back, they do a good job of having this figure, this actor, like, in black, kind of go behind her. And you see, like, some shiny, like, button-like shape um, colors on this figure, which mm-hmm. is the only way you see this figure itself. Um, it's the only way you actually notice this figure. And I thought that was fucking was super well done. And then um, he puts his black hand on her shoulder right and kind of you know tells her to sign this book yeah um, and, there's, and there's like zero hesitation from dude her. yeah and and she's like oh i don't know how to sign my name he's like i'm gonna guide your hand don't worry about it but uh that scene itself also i think i've said it before on this cast has one of the most like satanic lines ever in where um you know oh yeah where he's like offering her the stuff yeah where first he asked her about um you know would you like butter and uh would you like a pretty dress and then he says um would you like to live deliciously um and that all you know that encompasses what you know this vibe that she's had throughout the whole entire movie you know kind of falls in line with her thinking 
because even from the beginning, um, you have her praying like, "Oh, I've broken all your commandments by thought, right? Mm-hmm. Like I like like in my head, I'm rebelling. You know, like I'm tired of this shit." So you get that from her already that she's kind of vibing towards this, you know, myself, um, and uh, uh, going away from her what her upbringing was, which is great. And then, like you mentioned, there's no hesitation for her. She's like, yeah, let's fucking do this. Because legit, she has nobody, dude. Like, mm-hmm. her fucking, her family's dead, right? Her dad got gored by the fucking goat, and which was dope because he fucking gets hit by one of the horns and gets stabbed by one of the horns. And then the goat rams him into this, like, big thing of logs, the logs all fall on him. He's fucking dead. She kills her mom because yeah. the mom, you know, yeah, accuses her of being a slut and, you know, yeah. rip my family away and all this shit. Like, it's like they all throw her away anyway. Like, and the only one who was even close to her was the, you know, the brother and the baby. And they're straight up dead. And they're dead, right? And then yeah. the brother himself. That was a cool scene where he's in the in the forest, right? Mm-hmm. And he sees this like babe oh, of a yeah. witch, right? Yeah. And then, and she's like, "Oh, come!" And he's you know you know a horny little kid, right? So he's gonna go, and then the witch grabs him. She kisses him, but then you see the, this old witch hand kind of grab him, and um and he gets bewitched as they say and he shows up buck naked into the like after being yeah. like lost for a while and yeah. then yeah what looks like him being possessed he kind of spits out a fucking apple from his like throat right mm-hmm. which was super gnarly um and that was cool so you get a lot of cool things in this movie in terms of just dark shit dark witchcraft stuff yeah Um, it's like it's dark fantasy like it's yeah it's it's straight up like you know and and then that's why like anya taylor joy she started popping up and everything because um what was the we were talking about a movie uh, i think was it last time or an episode before i really i'm blanking on it now but it's like it's a it's set in a time period but it also kind of feels kind of modern you know, it, it feels very like you can follow it along, and it's it it's a story that could work in like a present time setting. You know, oh um, shit, I forgot. What yeah, we were exactly about. right. We we were talking about something. Uh, oh, Dracula. So oh we're, yes, yeah. We're like Dracula was like set in like this Transylvania stuff, but like the dialogue was very sharp, and like and although it has all like these heightened tones, the same thing in the Vavitch, where it's like yeah, everyone's like this Puritan shit. But it's also very, like, it's very sharp and very, like, mm, it, it, I, I modern is the only word I have for it. Yeah, it, it's yeah. digestible, too. Yeah, um, there we go. Like, you would expect to not get into it like that. Um, yeah. But they do a good job of streamlining everything and getting to the point. And then on top of that, you can understand the actors. It's not like their accent kind of throws you off. Like everything is pretty um, clear when they talk, you know, and it, it it helps. It helps a lot. It helps keep the, the tone and it helps you out because you recognize that these people are fucking from the way back. So it's not like they have modern day, um, uh, you know, conveniences around to kind of help them out, you know, right? The, you understand that their situation is dire and back back in the day it's either you were hanging out with the puritans and shit or you were kind of blaspheming or something yeah like compare it to uh what 
man, it was the one with the, the guy from Legion, the guy from The Guest. Uh, he, you know, he went Dan to like Stevens. A, yeah, where he was on the island, and you know, then he finds out it's all this cult shit, and then it's like, oh wow, oh, and it's like um, the Apostle, demo- right? Yeah, so it's kind of like that. Yeah, the, yeah, but a, movie. Apostle, like it. Uh, Apostle's a little more flowery in terms of like its language use and stuff like that. Yeah, it's so, also longer. <laughs> yeah. So like bringing it all back to the Vivich and Gret on Hansel, it's just like the Vivich has all of that and it nails it within a shorter time. It's just much tighter. Yeah, it really is. And because they do a good job of presenting conflict right away. Yeah. Um, it helps you understand the fact that, okay, there is like you mentioned earlier, there is shit going on and it's not just kind of going to, uh, it's not just teases here and there, you know, there's an actual threat, but you don't know how it's going to pop up. Like for instance, like, like when that old lady, witch showed up in the fucking stables, right? Like milking right. the goat or whatever. That's fucking like, what the fuck? And then she starts laughing, you know, it that shit came out of nowhere. So like they, you knew that there was a threat, but you didn't know how it was going to yeah. come at you. Like, it, it would be a much worse movie if we didn't get that intro scene. Like, if we didn't see the witch actually cutting up a baby and all yeah, that. Yeah, that, that was enough to kind of take you, though. That was enough gore for the whole movie, to be honest with you. Yes. Um, because it was so fucking just so radical and gnarly that, like, you're like, okay, you know, you got me. Yeah. Let's, you, let's keep going, you know? You're, you're right. It sets up the threat right away. And without that, like, imagine that witch popping up in the, like, in the shed. Imagine if we just got that scene. And yeah, you'd be like, like uh, what the fuck is this shit? Is this all, <laughs> is this all it is? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, you think, oh, it's just some old crazy witch who laughs and shit. Like, right. but no, you didn't see the, the part where she fucking pretty much bludgeons his baby around, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we know she'll kill a baby. We know, like, the kid, we don't need to see what happens. Like, we get it. You yes, know? It, it, like... You you went there and you can't yes. go back. And once you go there, you know that this person's fucking not playing any games. You yeah, know? it's it's no a, mercy. like it's why we always like going back to our old joke where it's like we always bring it up because it's the ultimate evil. It is right? it, and, killing and, kids. Yeah, exactly. And then that's why like the satanic stuff makes sense at the end because then you're like, yep, this is the ultimate evil. It all it is. Just, it all it's all perfect and it all fits in with like the beliefs we've already been told you know so it's like it adds that little bit of realism to what everybody's saying you know because it's like if there's if there's a devil then there's all this god stuff like all that stuff's real and yeah. then it's like oh so the the dad did curse them to like this he did curse them to hell essentially right pretty much like, yeah and yeah and then you know the satanic aspect um aspect brings up uh black magic and witchcraft mm-hmm. and and black craft and all that stuff so that is adds another layer on top so you don't only you don't have the you you only don't have the threat of um the you know the witch you also have this upper satanic layer on it which also adds to the darkness of the witch shit because you're like okay it's just witch stuff but then you're like wait a minute these women have given their souls to satan Yep. To kind of be these witches and like kind of live the life of this of whatever it is they live, you know. Um, so it adds another deeper kind of layer to an already scary fucking thing, you know. Because um, they show from the bat, man, they're not afraid to take your fucking baby and yeah, you know, beat the shit out of it. So, uh, which that was very dearing to my heart. 
um, legit. I'm like, oh, they did it right, man. They did. He did it right. Robert Eggers, I believe, is the director's name, right? Yeah. Um, he, he did Lighthouse, which I've yeah. spoken about before, <laughs> which, um, you know, I'll give you Lighthouse, buddy, but, you know, give me something good next time around, okay? Yeah, it's like you come out with such a tight project, and then you do, you know, it. I guess it's like the sophomore effort, right? Where it's like you, you know, you're like, oh, this is the idea I wanted to do, but it's also just not polished enough yet. Yeah. Yeah. Or but I but some people love it. I I don't know what it is. It's because it's very it's, it's very filmy, right? Like, yeah, it's very, it's very like, filmy. <laughs> if you're if you're a film buff, if you're a film buff, legit, like you, you'll you'll probably love it. If you're like yeah. like but a film buff in terms of like technique and lighting and like you know that old school film school yeah it's you have to you like the performances are great don't get me wrong but it's also you have to really appreciate those performances yeah like like you have to really dig into all the nuance and film buffs do love that stuff and they're willing to you know really dig in but for everybody else you're like yeah this is all right (laughs) i'm like okay great but where's the story you know? Yeah, you're like, all right, let's let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like they gave you the fried chicken, but it's just the skin. But you're also kind of hungry. And you kind of want some meat with it, you know? Yeah, you it's want like that listen. Protein. If I wanted fucking chicken skin, I would have told you just give me chicken strips, you know? But I wanted a fucking chicken piece of a two piece chicken breast, right? <laughs> yeah. But you just yeah. gave me chicken skin. I wanted some fucking meat so I can you know be full and not just be um, you know fatty and eat chicken skin. Yeah, word. <laughs> Popeyes, baby. Popeyes, delicious. Oh, dude. Yeah, have you tried those sandwiches? I have not actually. Okay, I I recommend them. They're both good. The spicy one's a little bit better. I'm uh, not a fan of pickles. Is that a problem? No, you just take. Well, that changes the taste. No, of, uh, not of the sandwich. Not really. It's you know. Um, have you had Chick Fil A? No, I've never had Chick Fil A before. Okay, I was like, uh, I wish I could get like a, I wish I could give you a guidepost for this, but um, is but the chicken you, that good over there? Like, is it really that good? Yeah, it's it's legitimately good. It, it's it, that's the thing. I don't want to oversell it, but it is good. It, it it is a good sandwich. It's a solid sandwich, and they put like butter on, like they they butter the buns and stuff. Buttering buns is always a good sign. Yeah, that's why I'm like, it, they put the work into it. Uh, it's good. And it's a solid piece of chicken. Like, compared to some places where you don't, you, you get like a, they give you like a thin patty or something like that. But no, you know like, what, though? Hmm. Depends what kind of meal you want. Because sometimes you want that hearty chicken sandwich. Right? Oh, yeah. That's but the other thing, But sometimes you just want to make chicken. You know that I mean? shit, yeah, that shit's huge. So, you know, when you get it, you're like, all right. Is the chicken bigger <laughs> than the bread? Uh, Like, just slightly. Like okay. it's it like the sandwiches I've gotten so far are the ones where it's like it it pokes out just a little bit, and but like it's a thick piece. Nice. I don't know. I <laughs> it's thick piece, thick but, piece uh, of chicken. Yeah, it's good, legit. I enjoy them. Uh, pickles taking the pickles out won't change the taste too much. It shouldn't. So which one's better, the Popeyes one or the Chick Fil A one? Oh, the Popeyes one. Oh yeah, you, yeah. I, but I like I like the chicken at Popeyes better anyway. I I like chicken at you know what? So knowing that, I don't even have to go Chick Fil A. Fuck it. Yeah, uh, I like Popeyes. <laughs> yeah, like Chick Fil A is good, but it's also like it's also super uh, problematic. 
in terms I know. Of they, are they, they super do. right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So listen, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to get like, my chicken from Louisiana, right? Yeah. Go go to Popeye's when they're open on Sundays. You know? Like, exactly. <laughs> Popeye's is open seven days a week. Right? Yeah. And then like, it's funny, the... The one Chick Fil A I saw in, in uh, up there in NY, it was like a it, it got a grade C, and I was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I was like, ooh, <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness! But at the same time, fuck. No, I, you know what? If anything, it should it should get a grade S for scandalous. <laughs> but at the same time, people go to like Chipotle when it's like fucking. They had like those those outbreaks. Fucking the didn't f- they have uh, yeah. <laughs> a salmonella? Right? Yeah, they had like, like salmonella. Yeah, dude, like I've eaten there a couple times. I prefer Cadoba, but I've after that meat incident, I'm like, I'm not going to fucking Chipotle ever again. Yeah, I can't trust you. I cannot trust you. If you have a salmonella outbreak with your fucking chicken, which is like a primary (laughs) ingredient in your restaurant, I'm not going there. I'm sorry. This shit happened like twice, dude. It's not worth it. And people still win. And they still talk about, like, it's the greatest thing. I've been once. I'd rather go to Burrito Bill or something. Yeah, like, I've been once, and, like, I've Overrated. had burritos that, that, like, simply, like, like immediately out outclass it. Like, Dude, I, like, Taco Bell's better than Chipotle, bro. Taco Bell's legit. Because Taco Bell doesn't play. Like, it's Taco not Bell pretending. Taco Bell give a shit. It knows what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it knows exactly what you want. Be like, yo, you want flavor? Yeah? All right, come with Taco Bell. Right? <laughs> you, you want dumbass, like, you want a crunchy taco inside a flour tortilla with cheese glued like, together? That's exactly what I'm looking for. Come with Taco Bell. <laughs> you know? <laughs> do you want like a do you want a double XL burrito that's grilled on top of that for crunchy yeah. goodness? Oh yeah, oh, exactly. Dude. Come to Taco Bell. You know, dude, go to Taco I, Bell. I love it. Like the uh it's a steak quesarito, I think that's the one I like, where it's just like the chunks of meat inside like it's like rice and cheese in a tortilla yeah. and I'm yep. like, ah, it's perfect. With little tortilla chips inside, right? Yeah, because Taco Bell doesn't play. They're not pretending to be like like the fucking cuisine. You no, know? like, you know, it's not a mom and pop Mexican restaurant, people. Yeah. You know, it's fucking fast food tacos, baby, and they make but, it right. But they, you know, they make it right, they make it goofy. So it's like, it's just that perfect mix. And you got like, my, and you got exclusive Mountain Dew Bob Blast. Right? <laughs> word. It's just the kind of food that hits in the right spot when you need it. You can't get Baja Blast anywhere else, only in Taco Bell. And then I do this mix with Baja Blast and Cherry Pepsi, I think they have over there. Oh, just fucking nice. delicious. That sounds good. I've never I haven't been before. to Taco Bell in fucking ages. I think tomorrow <laughs> I will be going to Taco Bell. Taco Bell rules. <laughs> um, yeah, man. And this uh, little conversation about the witch ruled. Um, uh, go watch The Witch. If you haven't seen The Witch, if, you, if you're still here with us, go watch The Witch. Yeah. If, you if you haven't seen it, I think it's on Netflix. Um, uh, uh, it's also on Amazon Prime, I believe. Um, so go watch it. It's a great film. It's only an hour and 27 minutes, so it's not going to take up a lot of your time. Uh, watch it in a dark room. Um, it'll help the whole setting. Yeah. Get Uh, that experience. Yeah. It's dope. Um, enjoy it. Um, see if you like it. It's awesome witch shit. Don't watch it on your phone. Like, no. make, sure, make sure you are like that's the one thing i will say it's like make sure you're home like you said in a dark room and like you have the time to watch it 
Yeah, just set aside like two hours of your day, right? Yeah. That way you can easily digest it. If if you get bored, you know what? Let me pause it. Let me get some chocolate or some candy or shit, all right? Because there is a part in the middle that I can understand people say it's slow, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But it's just the build up to the whole kidnapping of the baby, you know? Um, But, uh, you know, enjoy the movie. Um, it's, it's, uh, you know, see, Gretel yeah. and Hansel sucks. Yeah. I was like, see that instead of Gretel and Hansel, apparently. Please yeah. don't bother with that. <laughs> don't, don't believe the hype behind it. All right. I've seen some places where I like, oh, um, uh, you know, uh, this is fun and this was good and no, it wasn't. Yeah. It was not good. um and uh, i know there are some people out there that agree with me um i read some of the reviews out there people it's no killer all filler the end um and you know what this is the end of this conversation for this week tex um before we go though you uh seen anything cool today lately oh no uh castlevania comes out season three uh comes out in march so oh that's cool yeah, so if uh, if you haven't seen the first two seasons, this is definitely a good cartoon. I'm halfway through season two. It's just fucking dope. Yeah, uh, they're so dramatic too. Vampire is so dramatic. We were just talking about this last <laughs> week, right? I was yeah. like, they're so dramatic, dude. Like all these guys have such like dramatic stories. It's fucking awesome. But like, it, it, it's funny in Castlevania, especially because like the main guy is just over it. You know, <laughs> so he's, they're always like, uh, you know, they're always bickering back and forth with one another. Yeah, but it's, it's the same thing. It's it ties all back in. It's that old colonial vibe, but you get uh, like a modern tongue. You yeah, get, like a modern like uh, it's very sharp dialogue and it's very like it's very um, definitely check it out before season three. Dope. Um, and uh, just real quick before we uh, we end this combo, like one thing I did start watching because you recommended it uh, was uh. The show Lucifer. I'm like three or four episodes in and it's fucking, it's, it's a good show. Solid fucking show. Uh, the Lucifer dude is fucking dope. I love the way he plays Lucifer because he's still, he's in it for himself. Um, but he's, uh, you know, he's getting feels. It's great. Yeah. It's like, you get what I was saying, right? Where it's like, it's a, it's a, a crime every week kind of show. Yeah. But at the the same time, it's part of his, it reminds me of like Angel. You remember Angel, mm-hmm. where like he was always solving a crime or something with Spike or with that green dude. I forgot what his name was. Um, but yeah. it's like that. It feels like a good Channel Eleven show from back in the day. Yes, it's exactly that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's it's done well. Like I said, the guy who plays Lucifer, the dude's awesome. Um, and don't ever forget, you're watching a show called Lucifer, people. Like I remember my. Uh, wife and i were watching right and then she was kind of kind of falling for this dude because it's fucking lucifer right so right right you know he was he was doing some good things but then he you know turned around and he was fucking lucifer and i was like i started laughing i'm like this is great you know what i mean because he's the fucking devil you know like right. they keep it they understand who they're working with and the like the lore they're working with and they always come around and remind you hey listen this is this is still the devil <laughs> yeah and uh i love that aspect of the show and um it's cool it's on netflix it was a cool watch i'm still watching it and it's cool it's one of those shows you can just pop on it's like fuck it let me do oh, some yeah, work on my computer and, it's definitely a background show absolutely like, it's definitely like that's how i watched it like if if i wasn't watching it week by week it was it would definitely be like uh yeah like i i saw it all while working so you know it's it's good there's a fourth season coming out, right? On Netflix? Or, 
There's a, a yeah, a final season a f- coming up. Cool, yeah. man. I dig it. Yeah, I dig it. That was a good recommendation. And uh, again, thank you, folks, for joining us. Uh, don't forget to check out Corpse Feed on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter's on there as well. Um, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, SoundCloud or um, Apple Podcasts, don't forget to check us out. Um, if you can give a review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be fucking dope. If you can follow us on SoundCloud, that'd be great too. Um, uh, and uh, uh, big thanks to Glenn. Big Glenn, thank you for the music. Um, uh, I might ask you for an outro, my man. So uh, stay tuned. And uh, don't forget, it's a scary world out there, but we're here to walk it through.